Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out the bad seat, broken in the bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Appalachia right across the river and through the woods in the Magic City Studios, of course. Granny just went to bed and she tried to get some of that purple sea in her before she hit the sack in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion shake it up, should do, but all my friends that come around, flats and flats of party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tatter, my brain splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out, ooh. Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell with Mafia, the number's toll-free, 844-843-6879 to get on the bench. We got a lot going on tonight in this show. Uh, this very hour, we're going to have uh, Denard Walker, who does a Titan show in Tennessee, a podcast as well. And um, we'll talk to him about what the Titans are planning on doing in the draft Thursday night and uh, see what he thinks of the other you know, corners and uh, such that are available in this draft this weekend. And then later, that's first hour, Denard Walker. Second hour, Felix uh, Taverna, uh, who does the race and uh, sports radio show on uh, Mightier 1090 in San Diego on Saturday mornings. And uh, we're going to talk to him about the uh, Kentucky Derby, which is Saturday. We have it all going on here tonight. So we'll talk to Felix in the second hour and see what he has to say about the run for the Roses. And uh, that, as I said, was uh, Saturday afternoon. We'll talk to him tonight in hour number two. So I watched the uh, Knicks tonight finish off the Bulls at the Garden. Uh, Another impressive win. The Bulls were in the game, no problem. They were in it, and they had a chance for sure. And then in the fourth, they got lit up. Something like 37-19 or something in the fourth. 113-94 was the final. And uh, it was 37-19. They outscored them in the uh, fourth quarter when it mattered most. Because the Bulls outscored the Knicks in the second and third. And that's what got them in the game. Vucevic had 26 on 10 of 22 from the floor. Randall, 34 for the Knicks. 
as far as uh, anybody else, Markkinen had 14, Young 10, White, Cody White had 12, Temple had 12, but it was Vucevic, 26 and 18 boards, three dimes. So that was impressive. The Bulls shot 45% from the floor. The Knicks, Randall, 34 points, seven boards, three dimes. And then really, it's unbelievable. Barrett had 22. That was about the only guy that did anything. Bullock had 13. Everybody else, uh, quickly 13. We welcome in our radio affiliates, SiriusXM, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio, Hoorah Soldier. It's Pharrell on the bench on a Wednesday night, midweek, or where do you hurt? So Washington just beat the Lakers 116-107 in D.C. as Brody and company get it done. Brody and Beal, that show continues on. Nice win for them. I mean, it's the same thing. And they were kicking the Lakers' ass all night. I mean, I, I couldn't believe some of the stuff I saw in this game tonight. How about um, Hachimura throwing down on Anthony Davis's face? He literally threw down on him. Westbrook, uh, 176 career triple double, five shy of first all time. Beal had 27, three and three. Westbrook, 18 points, 18 boards, 14 dimes. I mean, how can you question Westbrook's brilliance? I mean, it truly is unbelievable. I mean, no one ever gives him any love. They talk about him being this, you know, painful dude. I, I don't get any of that. All I know is he goes out every night and he puts up triple doubles. I mean, it's just like every night this guy lights it up. And now he plays on this crappy team and he still lights it up. He still produces. No one can stop him. And, I mean, he is just unbelievable. And I don't think he gets enough love. I got to tell you, the guy is remarkable. And he just continues to pour in triple doubles. It is amazing. It is amazing. Anthony Davis getting into the business right now as he's trying to do an interview on ESPN. He's totally ignoring the interviewer, blowing her off completely and having a conversation with Davis. He started doing the interview on ESPN that just stopped for like a minute. It's Pharrell on the bench. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake up call. 
If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. For all on the bench, toll-free 844-843-6879 is the number. I'm watching the uh, – I'm going to watch the Clippers and Suns. I can guarantee you that. But I also have the one fights on TNT rolling right now, uh, the MMA fights. And uh, the one championships over in uh, Singapore or whatever. But I'm watching this guy, uh, Kane, otherwise known as Rugrug. Everybody talks about how tough this guy is. I've seen all the uh, highlights of him recently, of him destroying opponents and knocking them out. And I'm watching right now, and what I'm watching is just a guy leaning on another guy the entire fight. I mean, I haven't seen him throw one punch yet. So I've just seen the guy holding on to the, the other guy and leaning on him for the whole fight. Now he's getting worn by the ref. I got to see the guy fight and see if he's, you know, all he's cranked up to be. I've heard he's this badass who knocks everybody out. Ruger, there he is throwing haymakers and missing, missing everything. So I have no idea. Like, I've never seen him fight before. I've seen highlights of him, Mafia, but I've never actually seen him fight. He is a monster. The guy's, uh, he's not tall, but he's ripped. I mean, he's like, he looks like he's about, Five eight, five nine, but he's ripped. I mean, the guy looks like he's just, I mean, he looks like he could lift a building over his head. He just got kicked in the head. I know that. This guy, Grishenko, just kicked him in the face. I love this action. You know, it's funny. I turn him on, and I hear how great he is, and as I'm watching, he gets kicked in the face. But anything's possible. I have no idea. I think it's the uh, first round here. It is the first round, and there's like a minute 10 left and counting, and uh, I'm watching it. Now, I don't know, uh, is is our boy, uh, whatever his name is, I can't even remember his name. Uh, who's our guy fighting tonight? Eddie Alvarez. Is he the main event? No, Colmain. Colmain. So I'll at least see two more fights, Eddie Alvarez and then, and then a, another one. What's the other main event? Uh, I don't know the names of the guys, but it's their. I looked it up before, and it's their middleweight champ versus their light heavyweight champ, kind of like you had with uh, Adesanya going up and trying to do that in the UFC recently. You have the same kind of thing here with these, you know, in these super fights with champion versus champion. Right, and then so I'm assuming that that's another fight because if this Rugru guy is fighting right now, Kane and Grishenko. At ten fifteen Eastern, I think the show goes till eleven. So I'm assuming they got at least an, uh, maybe those two other fights. Yeah, yeah. Everything. More after this. That's correct. 
Yeah, there's two more after this. So when I watch these fights from Singapore, every time I turn it on, all I see is uh, fast fights. You know what I mean? Like, they they just get down, and there is no, you know, five rounds. These three-round fights don't even last. There's a back-spinning fist. Grishenko throwing the spin, but Rue gets him down on the mat. I think that's the end of the round. Anyway, so I constantly see these fights, and they're quick. They're fast. I've never seen one last more than a minute. This is the first one I've ever seen go to the uh, in-between rounds. It's crazy. But uh, we're going to have a good game tonight in uh, Phoenix. Uh, the Clippers and Suns getting set to tip as we speak. And we're going to see what D-Book and CP3 and company have in store for PDG. And uh, we'll see if uh, – I don't even think Claw's back yet, to be honest. The Suns haven't made the playoffs in 10 straight seasons. Second longest drought in the NBA. Sacramento had 14 years without a playoff berth. I've already talked about this uh, w with the Kings. I think, you know, in my opinion, Luke Walton's got to go. I mean, he's been there a couple of years now, and all they do is lose. I mean, I don't. They have all that young talent. All they do is lose. You can't tell me they're getting better. I just don't see it. They they just are terrible. And I mean, honestly, Alvin Gentry's there helping him. They should let him be the coach. He'd do a better job. He's a better pro coach than Luke Walton. Luke Walton is the most overrated coach in the NBA. Like because he had that run with the Warriors, right? It's got to be really tough when Kerr goes down to have back surgery and you get a coach, uh, the Warriors, fully locked and loaded, and they win every game that he coaches, and everybody falls for it and thinks he's a great coach. Then he goes and coaches the Lakers into the ground, and then he's gone to Sacramento. He's done the same thing, nothing. I mean, let's face facts, right? I mean, let's just get right down to business here and not be so pleasant. He has done absolutely nothing with the Kings. Now, am I wrong, Mafia? Is that guy doing anything with Sacramento besides losing? I mean, honestly, they're not even on the map. No one cares about them at all. No, he's not doing anything with them besides losing. You're completely right because, I mean, how many times have we heard? I mean, they kept drop, top draft picks every year. They're in the top five, top ten at the very least every year. And, you know, you see some of these guys that they've had. They've had some talented young players, and they just never put it together. And don't tell me, oh, well, you need years to mature. Like, it's been years. They, they just can't get it together. So, got to get rid of them. You think he, yeah, I think he gets fired. I think it's time to uh, make a change. I know they've done that a lot, but let's face facts. When you're uh, in a situation where you have a brand new arena, it's only been open a couple of years, and you have guys like Darren Fox and whatever, Buddy Heald, I could go on and on, Barnes, and then all you do is lose. Haven't made the playoffs in 14 years. They got to get their act together. They've got to, you know, make the playoffs. They got to do something. I mean, honestly, it's just it's embarrassing. And to be just continuously going backwards, it just doesn't cut the mustard. I think they should. Uh, I hate to say it. I mean, they make changes all the time, but I mean, one of these changes, you got to make the right change, the right move, the right choice, and then stick with it. I think they think they did that with Luke Walton, and obviously, they were wrong. I mean, it's that simple. I don't think he's done a good job at all. So just so you know, uh, tomorrow night we're going to have 
obviously continuing coverage uh, of the NFL draft on Sports Grid and uh, on Sports Grid Radio. So just so you know, I'm doing, uh, just to keep up with what I'm doing, I'll be on at right, uh, Mavi, we're going to do the normal uh, coast-to-coast of four to six. And then I think the coverage of uh, the draft starts at seven. Is that about right? I think after GTD. Yeah, I believe so. I think it starts at seven, goes all the way to midnight. Right, because the I think the draft starts at eight, so they're going to do an hour. So seven to eight will be like preview, and then eight to midnight will be everything else, the draft. And um, Mike blew it, and uh, so Mike, uh, go over to two, your boy Lisi and Rich are going to be doing the shows together on Sports Grid, and then. Um, I'm going to be going on in the evening at 7 to 8 p.m. in that hour with uh, Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside on Sirius XM uh, 204. So I'll be on uh, Sirius XM only between 7 and 8 p.m. tomorrow night. And then at 10 o'clock, 10.02 Eastern, I'll be on Sports Grid with uh, the three guys doing the draft. So I'll be on at 10.02 and then again at 11.02. So I'm assuming I'm doing segments there. I don't, I don't think I'm doing the whole hour. I'm just doing a segment with them. And unless I'm wrong, right, Moppy? Isn't that what I'm doing, a segment with them? Yep, that's correct. You can do the first segment of the hour in both those hours. All right. And then Friday... Friday, I'm going to go on the morning after with Jared and Ariel at uh, 10.25 a.m. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to uh, get all those uh, segments in that I'm doing. Tomorrow night, the first one at 7 to 8 p.m. on Sirius XM 204. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. problem with people. Everybody expects every team in the and league to win the Super Bowl. One team wins. The rest of them lose. Nothing for you. How about that? 
one last indignity. All right, for all on the bench with Mafia, and uh, we're going to bring in uh, Denard Walker. Of course, uh, he hosts a Titans podcast on the Believe Network, and of course, uh, played uh, for the Titans and went to the Super Bowl, if you remember, in that crazy game. Uh, and they ended up losing, uh, obviously, to the Rams. And it, remember, it came down to the final play, and they got to the one-yard line, and, and that was the way it ended. Uh, that's got to suck. But uh, at least uh, a great career out of LSU. Denard uh, is on the bench. How you doing, Denard? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing great. How you guys doing? My man. So uh, what was that like for you to uh, play in that crazy game? That was a great game. I remember they, they still show it to this day, the way that game ended. Yeah, you know, it was tough to lose like that, you know, to come down to the one yard, like one inch. But that's why they call it a game of inches. And for me, my experience uh, in that game was very disappointing because it was the play that actually was before that uh, when St. Louis had the ball. And, of course, they threw the long bomb, which made Kurt Warner famous. And Isaac Bruce was able to catch a, that fade route. And, unfortunately, the defensive back on that play was myself. So <laughs> it was kind of drag, but it was, yeah, yeah I, it was tough, but you know what? It was fun at the same time. Well, look on the bright side. I have, you know, uh, early for Alzheimer's, so I didn't remember that play. So <laughs> I would have never remembered uh, that you gave up that play. You, you brought it up and I would have never done that to you. So let's feel good about that at least. But I know you had a, a other great moments in your career. Uh, certainly you played for like three or four teams. I know you had a pick six hizzy on Brady at one point or another, I think playing with what Denver. Yes, uh, that was in 2001. I actually got him twice that game, and uh, it was fun, you know, but that was a young Tom Brady. He was still trying to kind of figure his way out uh, in that New England's offense, and of course, Charlie Wise was the offensive coordinator, but you know what people don't, you know, I've never forgotten this, but you know, Brady, would he threw four picks that game, two to me, two to Delta O'Neal, but what I love about him was his resiliency, and what people don't realize is that New England was the Super Bowl winners that year, and that was really the start of Brady mania is what I like to call it. Yeah, their run, right? So they uh, – listen, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if I'm telling that story later in life – uh, I, you know, my guess would be like, I, cause I would lie about it. Just, just if it, selfishly, if it were me tonight, I'd be like, yo, I, I went hizzy on Brady. He was easy money. I picked him up twice in the same game. So he got all them rings, but he couldn't throw on my side. I cleaned him out. I took him to the house. I mean, chicks dig me. It was so easy for me to light up Brady at that point. Cause my game was so clean and pure. That's, that's how I'd break down that story. You're like, uh, it was when he didn't matter. He was young. He was inexperienced. He got picked off four times. That day. I wouldn't even mention the other guy O'Neal's picks if I was telling the story in the bar. I'd be like, yo, I went hizzy on his ass. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad you said you wanted it like that. But you know what? What I love about that game is the fact that you know, for us, you know, it was a huge game because it was uh, basically about the winner of that game was going to go into first place in the AFC. 
And that's what I remember was the win more than anything else. It wasn't the picks. And what I do remember about Tom Brady, and the reason I love to tell about this story is the fact that I watched a young guy basically grow up real fast. Right. Because a lot of people, they, they forgot that, you know, it was actually Drew Bledsoe team. And sure. at that time in 2001, Drew Bledsoe really was the face of the National Football League. He was that good. And he was one of the first $100 million quarterbacks. A lot of people forgot that, you know, Drew got paid a lot of money. Unfortunately, a young man out of uh, the University of Michigan by the name of Thomas Brady, that's what they called him. That's what the scout report named him. And right. Well, that's the name they had on the scouting report. And he just absolutely marveled me that game because it wasn't the picks that I really remember. It was how tough he was because he took a beating that game. But what I loved about uh, Tom was the fact that he continued to get up. And sometimes young guys, when they take a beating like he did that day in Denver in 2001, a lot of times I've seen guys lay down. So the fact that he kept getting up and getting up, but he, he took more punishment, he would take more punishment, but he just kept getting up. And you see that now, you roll it back, roll it now, fast forward 20 years later, he's still playing the same way. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, one of the things that I think uh, it's always, uh, I, you know this, it's always different when they're, you know, when you're a rookie and you're out there uh, getting your shot and you're playing and you're getting lit up, uh, it's a lot different, in my opinion, getting up when you're, 22 years old and trying to get that job and like you get your uh, chance and you're going to pop up off of those hits uh, because you know your you know days could be numbered in terms of uh, getting snaps and then you take those shots and you bounce up and you keep playing and you're in agony later but when you're you know 35 till the end of your career let's say when you're 34 on you take those shots in a game. It's a lot harder to get up when you're older uh, and, and your body doesn't respond the same way. It is amazing that he is still playing and at the level that he's playing at and that he still goes to the Super Bowl, it seems like, every single year and he just keeps winning rings. That's what's crazy about it. But I want to ask you about uh, Pat Bolin. What, what was it like for you to play for him before – uh, you know, uh, he passed and everything, and before he got dementia, and uh, he was a great owner, and that's a great franchise. That family, the Bolin family, they mean so much to Denver. You got to play out there. What was that like for you? Because you knew him when he was still, you know, frankly, all there and, and completely healthy. Mr. Bolin was, first of all, he was first class, and people – you know, it, was no, it wasn't by coincidence that that organization, the only thing that they knew was winning. Uh, it was no coincidence that Denver won back-to-back -back, uh, Super Bowls in 1997 and 1998. That's not a coincidence. Mr. Bolin was one of the greatest people that you could have ever, uh, you know, met. He was uh, just a really genuine man. And what I did know about Mr. Bolin is he actually went to the University of Oklahoma, which is where my son went to school. And so that was really cool to know that, you know, they share that, you know, in common. They went to the same university. But Mr. Bolin always treated his players with respect. Uh, he didn't treat you like a number. And I do remember the first time I went on a free agent, um, my first uh, free agent visit. And when I went to Denver, 
uh, how they treated me was first class, but they were not only classy, but they were honest. And they told me from day one, you know, listen, you are who we want and we want you right now. So what can we do to go ahead and get everything? Uh, let's facilitate, let me facilitate things so we can get started and let's go ahead and get the, get everything done in writing because we don't want you to leave without being a Denver Bronco. And that made me feel good to, you know, to feel wanted. And so I've always had nothing but respect for Mr. Bowling because for the two years that I was there, um, I felt like I was, you know, living in a castle because everything that the Broncos organization would do, it was first class, you know, traveling, um, the hotels that you stay in, the food, everything was just done. Just, it was remarkable. So I, I had nothing but a great experience at Denver uh, playing for the Broncos organization. Yeah. So what did your son, uh, did he play football at Oklahoma or did he just go to Oklahoma? Oh, my son is a freshman at the University of Oklahoma right now. So, yeah, this is his first – well, this would – coming up would be his sophomore year. So, yes, he plays – he's a boomer sooner. Is he playing football there now for uh, yeah. for Lincoln Riley? Yes, he is. He's number 30. He's a, a rush defensive end. Um, he's about six foot three, two hundred and – I think he's about 240 now. He lost a little weight. And they just recently had their spring game, so it was awesome going down there and getting a chance to watch what the 2021 team is going to look like. And they look really good. So you're you're he he's a lot bigger than you, six three, two forty. You were uh, you you were about a buck ninety. So like so the kid can beat your ass at this point. <laughs> no, absolutely no 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 no. Let me tell you something. We we bought a guy. Don't let my stature fool you. You know, let me tell you something. I played at about 185, so I was typically the smallest guy on the field. But I always tell guys this. I used to carry a big punch, so don't let my body size and my stature fool you. And I say the same thing with my kid. And I hope that at this stage of his life, it's about respect and not the size. Fair enough. But I also, like, you know, how about this kid, like, going right behind your back and going to Oklahoma to play for Lincoln Riley and Norman, and you were in Baton Rouge playing for the Tigers, the Bayou Bengals. You had it all going at LSU, and then this kid is a backstabber right on the family, just turns his back on you and goes to Oklahoma, shafting LSU. Now, hold on a second, tonight. We're going to break, and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about the Titans and what you think they're going to do on uh, Thursday night in the draft. And then uh, we'll talk about, you know, some of the corners that are available and secondary guys, safeties, whatever, uh, that you like in this draft coming up. I can't wait for it all to happen because I'm so sick and tired of talking about it for the last uh, three, four months of all these uh, projected picks. I just can't wait for it to be a reality. We're coming back with Denard Walker. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, for all the bands, we're talking to Denard Walker. He hosts a Titans show on the Believe podcast network uh and we thought we'd bring him in and talk a little bit about uh what he thinks the titans are gonna do first of all i want to ask you uh i saw this guy well we've all seen henry perform right at the highest level the last couple years he's just been an absolute monster uh the guy's a freak and then the thing that got me is you know a lot of these guys um you know frankly get paid and they, you know, go through their off-season workouts, whatever they do. But I love guys that, like, show what they're doing. And I see this guy working out. And, I mean, his, his like, training is just right out of – it's right out of Mars. I mean, this guy is doing resistance weights and stuff, like, with rubber bands and doing, like, you know, uh, like, crazy Pilates stuff, doing these, like, you know, hanging push-ups, like, with his feet on ropes and his body covered in weights. And he's like, like, any of it, like, I work out seven days a week, right? If I did any of that, like, I do a really hard workout. I, I do it all. I kickbox, I lift, I swim, I shoot baskets, I do everything, jump rope. I do it all, do heavy bag. I do uh, medicine balls. I do it all. But that guy, if I tried any of that stuff, I think my stomach would rip open <laughs> and my entire inner <laughs> body would come pouring out onto the floor. Like, if I tried to do any of the stuff that guy does with weights, I think my head would burst off my neck and fly through the air like a firecracker. I don't, I've never seen anyone work out like that. I think the guy is an absolute freak. Well, that's why, you know, we call him the king. At least I refer to him as King Henry. And I would like to tell everybody out there about, you know, about NFL players, especially at that position, at the running back position. A lot of times what we see is we see a guy, you know, starting in training camp, and then somewhere in September we watch them play and we're marveled about what they do on the field. But you got to understand that when Derek rushed for 2,000 yards uh, during the 2020 season, that right. wasn't uh, that wasn't a fluke. That's for real, and that's the work that he put in in, in the offseason program. Everything for a player starts in the offseason. You show me a guy that's if he's not working in the offseason, he's not productive during the season. You show me a player that's working like he's working, and I, I have a chance. I follow Derek on YouTube. I, and to watch his workouts, 
uh, he reminded me of another former Titan was Eddie George. Eddie was the same way. We never saw Eddie in the offseason. Eddie would be in Columbus, Ohio, or he'll be in Los Angeles training. And when right. Eddie would show up to camp, he looked like a Greek god. 6'3", 240 pounds, and probably 4%, if that, of body fat. I mean, he was literally shredded. And that's really where you start when you work like that. It allows you to go through a season without getting beat up. You're going to take the hits, okay? That's inevitable. That's going to happen regardless. You're going to get knocked around. But when you put your body through the stressors, you know, in the, of an off-season program, when you basically break your body down, you're getting your body ready for what's to come in the season. And that's why Derek has been so successful since coming out of Alabama. He's successful because of that hard work and that grind that he puts in. And that's what it takes to be an elite player in this game. You got to be willing to go through the grind. And that's what makes him special. Do you think that, uh, because I think he's so brilliant, uh, that I think he's actually, because he's so, that everyone has to focus on him so badly that they... Uh, it, they ignored what they have to do to prepare for Tannehill, and it's made Ryan Tannehill come out of a box like that he was in in Miami where he didn't matter, and then he goes to Tennessee, and this guy, you got to worry about Henry so much that this uh, this guy Tannehill has turned into a great quarterback because of him. I think he's like Henry's so amazing that he's like, it, it, you know, he's basically, I think the reason why Tannehill's been going off. Yes, that's a great question. I love that because so many times when we we put, unfortunately in this war, uh, in the NFL, they put quarterbacks on a pedestal. But when right. they're doing bad, you know, <laughs> you know they're going to get it, and that's unfortunate. But that's a part of the game. Every great every great quarterback, they all have something in common. They got a great back. You think about Steve Young. You think about Joe Montana. Respectively, they had Roger Craig back in the early 80s. And then you talk about Ricky Waters coming along from right. Notre Dame. But then sure. you talk about Troy Aikman. But you, you can't talk about Troy Aikman without mentioning Emmett Smith. You know? And that's, that's right. what I, I tell people all the time. You, when a quarterback, he has to have a great running back. You think about Aaron Rodgers, you know? And think about, you know, Jones there in Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Jones, I mean, just absolutely a monster um, at that running back position. But when you have a lack of production at uh, running back, then nine times out of ten your quarterback's going to be struggling because you don't want to put the whole game plan on the quarterback. He needs some help. And there's two positions on the field that a quarterback has to be really good friends or the, and there has to be continuity. That's at the running back position and that's at the tight end position. And when you right. look at our play at the tight end position, John Smith, who just signed that huge, huge contract with New England, you know, that's, that's production. And New England basically said, listen, we want the same thing out of you. We want you to give that to Cam because Cam struggled last year. They didn't have a strong running game at New England. So what's going to help that team get back, you know, to the promised land it's going to be a strong running game. And that's what you have to have in this league. you got to have balance. And if you don't have balance uh, on your team or your offensive unit or, the, or the, there's no continuity, it, it, you don't have a chance to win. 
You know, the guys, the two guys that you you brought up, all these guys that are uh, making quarterbacks look good, and I agree with you on all of them, but I got to go back even further in time. Uh, uh, the two guys that stand out to me more than anyone for being uh, ending up benefiting from a great back was Terry Bradshaw with Franco Harris and well, Walter Payton, what he did for uh, Jim McMahon. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like Walter Payton was was why the, the the defense was why they won in '85. I went to that Super Bowl against the Patriots in New Orleans. They kicked their ass forty six ten, and it was all about Refrigerator Perry and the defense and everything. But that season, that season when they were so unbeatable because of that defense, the offense was carried by Walter Payton, and that's just all there is to it. And then. Uh, like, let's face facts. Franco Harris, are you kidding me? What he did in his young days in Pittsburgh, they went to uh, four Super Bowls and won four in six yeah. years. And it was because of defense and because of Franco Harris. And frankly, in the same backfield, Rocky Blyer. I mean, you can't even deny it. Yeah. I mean, you, you were a kid, but you remember how great those uh, two teams were because of their backs. Well, yeah, you know what? Because This is a true story is because of the Pittsburgh team. I'm not allowed to say uh, Franco Harris in my household because as a kid, <laughs> unfortunately, and let me just say this right, and this is true. I can't say Franco Harris in my household because as a kid, I believe that Franco Harris, I thought he was my dad. And because <laughs> when I was growing up, that's all I would see was Dallas and Pittsburgh. And right. so I was a big Cowboys fan. But every time when I was a kid, like in the late 70s and the early 80s, the Steelers would always just beat up the Cowboys. Right. And for some reason, number 32, he always stood out, or number 20, just like you said, Blyer right. and Franco right. Harris. But, in, you know, that's, why, that's what made the Steelers great. You know, they had that ground-and-pound running game. But go back, think about this. One of my favorite players of all time was not Peyton Manning. It was his dad, Archie Manning. And if you don't yeah. know nothing about Archie Manning, he was a great quarterback. He just yeah. never got his he never got his due. You know why? Because those teams in New Orleans, they were, were terrible. terrible. And the offensive line play was terrible. Abysmal is a great word, deplorable <laughs> to, right. to describe that offensive line. And Archie Manning took a beating. And I'll give you another name. This is one of the greatest coaches ever, but people they forget, they forget that Steve Spurrier was a great quarterback coming out of the University of Florida. He was the right. quarterback on those Tampa Bay teams in the '70s that didn't win a game. But you know what? If you watch those old clips, or if you go back and study those the Buccaneers team where they didn't win, it was like, okay, how much are they going to lose by? You would always see their quarterback. Steve Spurrier, somewhere down the line, looked like he right. was throwing the ball in the stands, throwing it behind him. He didn't want to <laughs> He knew he was going to get killed. <laughs> uh, you're right. I, re I remember. I I remember vividly. All right. I got a couple minutes here. Uh, who do you think the Titans – I have three minutes respectfully. Who, who do you think the Titans are going to draft? What's the plan? Well, the plan is they got, of course, tomorrow uh, – and they got the 22nd pick in the first round. Also, in the second round, they got a, the 53rd pick. So, me and Davey both, we just we agree on one guy, and that's we love this rush defensive end. Because of the lack of production uh, and getting sacks last year and the quarterback hurries, I truly believe they're going to go with a, 
a rush in. And I love that young man out of Georgia, Aziz Ajalari. Uh, he reminds me of a young Dwight Freeney, very disruptive, great player. He's not the biggest guy, 6'4". He's about around 240, But you know what I love about him is his speed. And every time he's on the field, you know, he's that guy that's always in the backfield. And that's what you want. You want a disruptive end. And so Ajalari, as far as a rush in, and i got to believe in the second round with the 53rd pick, I'm looking at Greg Newsom the second. He might be there. Or my favorite player in this year's draft, Paulson Adebo out of Stanford, 6'1", 190. If you watch a game in 2019, he's going against Clay Chase Poole, who's a stud for the Steelers right now, and he absolutely shut Chase Poole down. The only knack on Adebo was he set out this past year due to uh, with the COVID restrictions. He didn't want to play this year, and he set out you know, for his own safety reasons, but He's a, an exciting player, a very electric player, and, I'm, and somewhere down the line, he may fall to that third round, and I think this will be a huge addition to that defense. And what's his name again? Paulson Adebo, uh, 61190, cornerback out of Stanford. All right, so tell me what you think of uh, all these people uh, in the first round. Respectfully, I got one minute that they're talking about, uh, you know, like Sertan and, uh, you know, uh, the kid J.C. Horn. What do you think of those two kids? Respectfully, I got 45 seconds. Studs, great players. Again, they're going to be off the board early. Uh, if you're a Titans fan, we're looking at 22nd. I'm going DNs, but again, I love all these guys. Of course, Jamal, uh, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle, those guys are going to go off the boards early. And plus, this is going to be a um, draft. Probably the first 10 picks, five of them are going to be quarterbacks. So get ready for guys like Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. You're going to hear those guys go real early. Hey, uh, Denard, it's great getting to know you. It's great having you on the show. We'll get you on again in the Titans season. Enjoy the draft. Thanks for coming on the bench tonight, brother. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Denard Walker, you can catch him on the Believe Network doing the Titans podcast. Uh, it's good to have him on the bench. And the Titans uh, tomorrow, the draft, we'll keep an eye and see if uh, it all comes to fruition for him and they get what they need. And remember, he did mention Newsom, that kid, that corner. Uh, so we'll see what happens. It's Pharrell on the bench. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. 
last beat. They were going through the motions. They were lifeless. I don't like that or condone that at all. I play it straight up, yo. It's a Mexican extravaganza boxing pay-per-view. If you like Mexican fighters, it's as good as it gets this weekend on Fox PBC pay-per-view. You got Andy Ruiz against Chris Ariola, the heavyweight brawl. We all know Andy Ruiz upset Anthony Joshua in 2019 and won the heavyweight championship of the world. He would lose to him in the uh, rematch. Uh, But the deal is he's lost 30 pounds. Eddie Reynoso has been training him. He's ready for this fight against uh, Ariola. Of course, uh, I think it's the key to the fight for me is seeing what Ruiz did to lose all the weight. He was born in uh, Imperial Valley in Cali. Uh, his parents were from Mexico, but uh, he was raised in the Southern California gyms. And uh, he's got the fast, heavy hands. The guy can uh, knock you out. He's dangerous. Of course, Ariola fought against Vitaly Klitschko and Deontay Wilder. He's been a two-time, you know, titleist fight uh, guy. He's been in big fights. So another guy from uh, L.A., uh, parents from Mexico, but... But, uh, he grew up fighting in L.A. Great undercard, uh, including at 7 Eastern, the super welterweight champ from uh, Cuba, Arislanda uh, Lara, fighting uh, for his belt against Thomas Lamana. That's at 7 Eastern. The pay-per-view starts at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, 49.99. Order the fight at foxsports.com slash pay-per-view. Great undercard as well, with all kinds of fights, including Omar Figueroa against Abel uh, Ramos, Sebastian Fandora against Jorge Cota, and Jesus Ramos against Olympian Javier Molina. So a great night of fights Saturday night, this Saturday, May 1st. Call your cable operator or order the fights uh, online. You're good to go. So I know I'm fired up for the fights. Mafia's fired up for the fights. Coming up in the second hour, uh, Felix Taverna. We're going to talk about the Kentucky Derby, which also runs Saturday afternoon in Louisville at the Kentucky Derby. If you've never been to the Kentucky Derby, you're missing out. Bucket listed. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 